Hey there, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Credo Podcast. I'm John Doherty, the founder of GetCredo.com. On this show, I interview smart marketers and entrepreneurs who can help you grow and scale your business through great digital marketing. Every now and then, I do a shorter me-only episode teaching you something that is on my mind specifically. This episode is, of course, sponsored by GetCredo.com, my company, where we have a highly curated network of vetted digital marketing professionals who are best in class at what they do. We've interviewed them, we've seen their client metrics, and we've accepted them into the network only after they've checked the necessary boxes. At Credo, we specialize in helping companies find and hire the best digital marketing firm or consultant for their specific needs. So if that's you, get in touch with us at getcredo.com. That's G-E-T-C-R-E-D-O.com and click the find a marketer button in the top right navigation. Hey, 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 what's up everybody? John Doherty from Credo here back in your ears. You know, it's been a little while since I've done one of these podcast episodes, probably since early April 2019. I'm recording this at the end of July. The reason why that is, is a couplefold. Number one, most importantly, my daughter Tatum came into the world middle of April, and so I took a few weeks off and then been trying to get back into the swing of things. I've been back into the swing of things and back at work now for a few months, but you know, it's been a busy time over here at Credo. We've got some super exciting things coming up that I think a lot of you are going to be excited about and I think it are going to help you build a much better service business, specifically at this point, a marketing service business. So whether you're an agency, a consultant, we've got some really cool stuff coming up for you. So stay tuned. Today, I want to talk with you about something that I've recently been reminded of about building a business that is sustainable, that is not a lead eating machine that gets you off of the hamster wheel of generating more leads and constantly having to feed the machine of more leads coming in the door, more sales calls, more proposals going out the door, especially if you're a solo consultant or a smaller agency and you're not really trying to scale up, you're trying to maintain, you're happy with where you've reached, all of that sort of thing. If you are trying to scale up, then it's a little bit different of an approach, but because it requires a sales team and that sort of thing, if you're the founder and you're still doing sales and you're around 15 people, you probably need to be diversifying out and hiring a salesperson or at least bringing on kind of a sales manager that can help with a lot of the follow-ups and that sort of thing. And you're coming in and closing the deal and really being the expert and showing them that you can deliver. Either way, you have to have the revenue to support it. I recently saw a friend of mine reply to another friend's tweet where the friend was asking, as an agency owner, what's your biggest challenge? with growing your agency. And my friend, this is Kirk Williams of Zato Marketing. They do phenomenal e-commerce, uh, PPC, specifically focused on Google Shopping. Kirk is based up in Billings, Montana, runs Zato. And he said that the hardest part is hiring, but knowing when to hire and having the revenue to support it, basically not hiring too far ahead and not hiring too far behind, because either one can be can be a challenge. And while I'm not going to talk about hiring here, what I want to talk about is having that revenue. So what I've recently been reminded of is the best way to build a sustainable business is to have recurring revenue. If you haven't built recurring revenue into your business, you're going to have a much more difficult business to run because you're going to constantly have to be bringing in 
new clients, convincing them that you're the right fit, signing them, doing the work, and then it starts all over again. So if you don't have recurring revenue built into your business, you're going to have a much harder time in a service business. So the question comes down to how do you actually sign retainer clients? So today I want to talk with you about two specific strategies that I see and that I see work. I also want to say ahead of time that it is definitely a lot easier to sign an initial audit or design an audit or a strategy or something like that instead of signing a retainer client. But these, as I've been saying, are harder to turn uh, into ongoing work and they're hard to, uh, to, it's hard to sustain a business in that way. Um, of course, they can be great if you need to fill in some gaps or you have some more junior people that you're trying to train up that you can get to help um, on it. But at the end of the day, if you're able to go straight to retainer clients, that is the way that you're going to be able to build your business and build on that consistent revenue. And if you have a solid view into your sales pipeline, you know, then you're not going to be asking the question about, you know, can I afford to hire or something like that? You pretty much understand this is who is in my pipeline and this is my typical close rate. And so if two of these close, then I'm going to need to hire. And so I need to start looking for that person right now. Uh, because, you know, if you if say you close, uh, you know, 40% of leads that come in and you have five proposals out, Two of those are likely going to close, in which case if that happens and you don't have any client attrition, then you're going to have a lot of work on your plate. So that's, that's the first way, getting, uh, getting a full view into your pipeline and understanding how many proposals you close of the leads that come in. Obviously, if you don't have any leads, then you need to get more leads. But if you have enough leads and you're pitching projects, you're pitching proposals, and you understand how many of them actually close, this can help you basically determine whether or not you need to hire or when you need to hire. So let's talk about these specific retainer strategies. There, there are two that I see work that, uh, that, that do very well. Um, and pick your poison because they're both challenging, more challenging to sell than initial audits. The first one is easier to sell, but harder to get them into retainers. The second one is harder to sell, but is guaranteed to be a retainer. So let's get into those. Number one is selling an initial project, an initial audit, uh, an initial strategy, initial execution, something like that, and then upselling them into retained work. So the way this one works is they come in and you talk with them about what they need and they're like, yeah, you know, we haven't really done this before or where, you know, we're, we're kind of dipping our toes and we don't really understand, uh, you know, what our strategy is. We actually need an SEO strategy or a PPC strategy or whatever it is, um, you know, but really what we're looking for is, uh, you know, an understanding of that. And then, so when they tell you that, then you ask them, well, are you also open to, you know, potentially ongoing work? Um, you know, we can come in and we can put together, we can do your audit and we can put together your strategy and all that sort of thing. But then do you have the team in place to actually execute upon that? You know, and they'll, they'll say like, yeah, we do. Or like, no, actually, you know, we don't. We've been thinking about, you know, hiring someone in house or hiring an agency. We're not really sure which way to go. It's like, okay, great. Well, I'm glad that you're thinking about it and I'm glad that you're open to it. The way we see engagements work the best is when we start off with the initial uh, audit and the initial strategy and we show you what we're capable of doing we show you what your opportunity is and then what we want to do after that is actually pitch you on us doing the work for you so it helps to have someone internally to work with us to manage us day to day that sort of thing but at the end of the day, it can be best when or it works best when the company that has put together the strategy is also the one executing upon it. So we would love that opportunity. Are you open to that? 
they say yes or no. If they say no, then you ask why, and you can kind of plumb for, uh, for for why that is and start overcoming those objections. If they say yes, then great. You, you've set their expectations up front, and then you go and you pitch them on that work. Normally, it's a four to six to eight week uh, sort of engagement, um, and you know about two weeks coming up uh, you know, to the end. You're t- you've been talking with them. You've been talking about the strategy. You haven't just gone away and you know doing the work. Then you come back. You're like, here's your strategy, and they're like, great, but we haven't heard from you within four weeks, so we don't really think you're going to be able to work with us you know, closely. So you, if you want to retain them, you have have to be working with them closely. You have to be asking them questions, you know, maybe build in some sort of uh, consulting within it, right? Where you're having weekly calls and they're paying you for it, something like that, um, where you can keep them, uh, keep them engaged. And they know that you're working on, you're asking them questions, custom strategy, all that sort of thing. And then once you're coming up, you know, to the end, coming up to the renewal uh, or coming up to the upsell, basically you present them the strategy and then, uh, and then tell them, Hey, I also want to, uh, now talk with you about ongoing work. These are the things that we can do. This is what it's going to cost. These are the, you know, what results we think we can get you, all that sort of thing. Um, and, and then basically it's a, it's a contract addendum and it's really, really quick uh, to get them into an ongoing retainer. So that's the first way to do it. The second way to do it is it's a longer sales cycle up front. That first one can be a pretty quick sales cycle. You're basically selling them an audit and setting their expectations and understanding upfront before you sell them whether or not they're going to be open to ongoing work. The second one is a longer sales cycle, and this is where you go straight into the retainer pitch. So the way this one works, you're going to have to have a few phone calls. You're not going to close this one with just one phone call. It's probably going to be one, two, three phone calls, maybe even four. And what you're doing here is uh, you're doing an initial discovery call, uh, finding out about their needs, finding about their team, making sure expectations are set, finding out about their budget, that sort of thing, so that you know if you should actually continue on down the line. Um, and there's a bunch of uh, examples out there, a bunch of different sales processes out there and books that you can read. Um, I highly recommend uh, two. One is Million Dollar Consulting um, by Alan Weiss, and the second is Million Dollar Coach by Taki Moore. Both of those have incredible sales strategies in there um, for, uh, for for basically figuring out uh, whether or not the person is qualified, qualifying them in or qualifying them out if they're qualified in then continuing the, to talk with them. Then you jump into a strategy call and this is basically where you go deep with them and talk about their business and talk about their needs, talk about their team, talk about their goals, right? Talk about the challenges that they faced with marketing before. And uh, the, the po- point of this call is to get into the weeds with them. So you, you've taken a day or two, a couple days, maybe even a week to really dive deep into their business and into the channels that they've been uh, telling you that they would like. And then you come back and you're basically talking you know, deep with them. And really you're focused on the team and you're focused on the business and you're focused on the goals and that sort of stuff. You can come in and you can talk about you know, individual things that maybe competitors are doing or you know, strategies like that. But you know, I, I would encourage you to keep away from you know, in-depth things like, oh, here's a home run SEO technical fix that you can do. As my friend uh, Jamie Alberico here in Denver said recently, a lot of agencies come in and start talking about that sort of thing. And the reality is people in-house are not dumb. They probably know that that these things are suboptimal. Um, and really what you need to be doing, if you're really going to become a partner with them and come alongside them for an amount of time, you know, more than just an audit, then you need to uh, basically show them that uh, that you understand their team, that you understand their business, and you're you're going to work kind of within those confines, right? No one likes a, a a talking head, someone that's just you know trying to be smart, trying to show off what they know, you know, coming in. No one wants to work with that person. So you're really trying to build trust with them. You're showing them that you know what you're talking about, that you understand their industry, you understand their business, and you're really able to get them the results. At the end of the day, clients want to know. 
that they are making a safe bet. It's still a risk, but it's a minimal risk in hiring you to get you to their to help them get to their goals. So this is going to be a couple of phone calls, and then you're you know you're basically telling them, sending through a, a an email or a, a message um, after that strategy call. These are things that we talk about. We really think that we can drive results for you. Here's how we would see it looking. Here's what the cost as we uh, as we talked about. Would you like to put together a formal formal proposal for you? Um, and so uh, you've already established that they're looking for ongoing retained work, that they're looking for a proposal, that you're on the same page with the things that you want to propose to them. And then you send through that proposal uh, with specifically the things that they said uh, they want uh, they want you to do for them. Um, and so you've already set the stage here for a retainer. So you have to make sure you're talking up front in the initial discovery call. You know, are you looking for a one-time thing? Are you looking for ongoing work? What would it you know take to get you you know to do a 12-month contract? Because we know that it takes time, right? There's seasonality and all these sorts of things. Um, you know, and, and sometimes they'll push back. Uh, but often, if you've set the grounds like this and you know that they're this is what they're looking for you're not going to have people really pushing back and saying like ah can we actually just do a three-month contract instead of a 12-month contract right um and if they do ask for that then it, it's up to you whether or not you want to negotiate on that um i see agencies do it both ways and i see it work well both ways uh but what i would do is if you do decide to you know take it from being a 12-month uh requirement to being a, a six-month or a three-month um and with each one the shorter it gets the better your close rates are going to be then build in after that an ongoing retainer that basically if they don't tell you at the end of really the second month that they're not going to be continuing it go it automatically rolls into an ongoing uh, retainer project indefinitely retaining with a 30 day out is pretty standard in the digital marketing industry so up to you whether or not you negotiate on that um, sometimes uh, it, it can work really, really well. Um, but of course, the ideal client are the ones that are like, you know what, we get it. We think that you can drive the results. We've seen your case studies. You know, we've talked with a couple of references, all that sort of thing. Um, and you know, let's let's go for it. Um, and and uh, you should also just give them a, a, a to give them a little bit of peace of mind within that. Say, you know what, we also review quarterly with you about how things are going and see if we need to adjust strategy, see how results are doing. Um, and our team is engaged, and, and and we're you know totally willing to shift strategy obviously nothing is guaranteed in marketing but you know we have this process that we know works and um, but at the end of the day um, you know if the industry shifts or the or Google shifts or whatever it is we keep up with that and we will shift alongside them and so we are here as a partner with you uh, we're not just going and, re and executing on a rote strategy but we are really a partner with you working alongside right and of course with a retainer you're building in uh, monthly catch-ups at minimum uh, hopefully bi-weekly every two-week catch-ups uh, with them to be talking with them you're on email you know you have them in your project management system um, you know and you've basically scheduled out these are the things that are going to be delivered and this is how we're reporting and then you're reporting every month so there you go there is my spiel on retainers. If you want to build a consistent marketing business, marketing service business, agency or consultancy, the number one best way to do it is to sign ongoing retainers. And uh, hopefully this uh, this episode has been super helpful to you. Maybe you realize some things um, that you're that you're misguided on or that you've been kind of uh, aiming wrong on, and your close rates have been suffering. Um, if so. 
listen to this again and put some of this into action. Um, and also, if you're interested in Credo working with you or me working with you actually to help you improve your close rates, um, you know, auditing your sales process, all that sort of thing, get in touch. Um, email me, johnplussales at getcredo.com, and let's have that conversation. I have some things put together for you and would love to help you grow your business. This is John Doherty from Credo signing off. It's good to be back on the podcast airwaves and I'll catch up with you soon.